Scotch Stories by Whiskey FM. It'd be great to talk about Parvenny. Mm-hmm. And it's becoming increasingly clearer to me that for you, your whiskey journey is so tied up with Balvenie. Mm-hmm. What is it about this distillery that particularly captures your imagination? The number one thing is the craftsmen working at the distillery and the length of time that they've spent dedicated to making this whiskey. I, I'm just noticing as well that the amount of people that you've mentioned who they're celebrating their 50th anniversary, mm-hmm. their 57th anniversary, mm-hmm. that doesn't just happen. And there aren't many organisations that can boast employees sticking around for that long. Yeah, absolutely not. When we add up the combined years of the teams working at the distillery, it's more than a thousand years of experience. Like I've sat down to host a tasting um, at the distillery with some of our craftsmen and been like, wow, just these few people combined have more than 500 years experience in making um, making our whiskey. It's amazing. And the main thing that comes out of that is all of the incredible stories they have to tell and the insights that they have from over the years in making our whiskey. How, how do you think the distillery is evolving at the moment? How's the distillery evolving? Well, I think we have a few different generations of people working at the distillery, which is, is really interesting. You've got the team who've been there for decades, and then you have a team who've been there for 10, 20 years, and then um, new apprentices coming in and just starting their journey within the distillery so I think together that makes for like quite an interesting dynamic up at Balvenny and I think a really exciting thing that we have is that we've obviously maintained a lot of tradition and we're very proud of having the floor maltings and the cooperage and our coppersmith on on site so preserving and maintaining a lot of tradition of whiskey making but also being quite experimental as well so our floor maltings we talk about not just as a traditional floor malting but actually a playground for experimentation you know there's been over the years we've experimented a lot with various different barley types with our home malt um, and some of the stories that we've the stories range whiskies that we've released this year they've been rooted actually in the floor maltings and they wouldn't exist if it wasn't for having our floor maltings on site so I think um, that's quite an exciting position to be in The Balvenie stories has been really exciting to watch on the sidelines these beautiful bottles coming out Mm -hmm. and coming with them stories unsurprisingly from Mm -hmm. their title who came up with this idea? Perhaps you could um, I'm sure most of our listeners will have heard about them, but perhaps you mm-hmm. can introduce them and tell us about their genesis. Yeah, I'd love to. So it's been a journey over the last few years, the stories range. And um, there's actually one that we're going to be releasing later this year, um, which inspired the entire range. Um, but we've just been obviously waiting for that whiskey to get to the right stage before before releasing it Um but from the range in general, we realised we had like pockets of whiskey and also stories that were discovered um, through these pockets of whiskey that existed because of the team and ideas that they'd had. Um, 
and just trying to capture everything that everyone's done up there over the years is, was the inspiration behind the stories range. Um, with Bovine in the past, we've talked so much about craftsmanship and maintaining the five rare crafts of whiskey making and having our maltings, um, the cooperage, a coppersmith, David and the farm as well and growing barley on, on site. But none of these things would happen if it wasn't for the people. So Sorge Range, the main inspiration is being the people there at the distillery. Um, then la this year, I keep feeling like last year because my head's already in 2020. <laughs> yeah. um, this year um, we bottled and released three whiskies under the, the stories range. So a uh, 12 year old, which is called the Sweet Toast of American Oak. And this one actually was a collaboration between Kelsey, who's our apprentice malt master, and our coopers, and Ian McDonald, our head cooper, and also a cooperage in the States called the Kelvin Cooperage. So we worked really closely with the Kelvin Cooperage, and they um, basically created a bespoke batch of virgin oak barrels that were given a heavy toast, sent them to us, where our coopers then gave them an additional layer of toast above any, and then Kelsey experimented with them as a finish. So we, we finished a 12-year-old ex-bourbon matured Balvenie in those double-toasted virgin American oak barrels for three to four months um, and bottled that. That was the first one. And then the next one is the Week of Peat. And so with this whiskey, back in 2002, we had our distillery manager, who was a man called Ian Miller at the time, so Ian is definitely infamous within the whiskey industry. <laughs> and Ian, um, when he came to Balvenie and when he came to Dufton as our distillery manager, he'd managed a few different distilleries um, across the country, but it was the first time he really had a floor maltins to manage. And it was Ian who first called our floor maltins a big toy. <laughs> and so Ian really drove a lot of um, experiments at, in the maltings and at the point, point of distillation. So he um, introduced a peat burner into the maltings and did a few years of um, peat trials. And so the first drops in our very first week of peat, 2002, then I guess that was a big, a huge legacy that Ian had because we still do that today. So we're now like 2019, we've got 2020's peat week already planned. So it's something that we've done every single year. So that's a great story. That's a great story in itself. And just, we were talking earlier about how powerful and evocative whiskey is and the smells and tastes we'll listen to the guys stories about going down and seeing the peat reek billow billowing out of the kiln the smell of the peat uh brian or mashman he calls it that stinking stuff and <laughs> talked about how his clothes were reeking of it when he went home at the end of the day and his wife was complaining the um, cost of making this lovely stuff mm, yeah so um that's our week of peat and then we have the day of dark barley which is for me, a little piece of Balvenie history because back in 1993 when we distilled, sorry, 1992 when we distilled the spirit that was to go on to become this whiskey, um, we only filled 100 casks and so it's Balvenie that's made from roasted malt and there's a wonderful story about the guys rescuing malt from a batch of malt delivered from the rain and um, having to lug every single sack individually up into the malt loft and... Um, tip each sack by hand into the barley elevator to send it over to start milling and mashing. Yeah, like I said, only 100 casks, so that was it. And we did that. It was a one-time trial that we haven't repeated since. Mm. And you've been taking these whiskies out 
across the globe the last couple of months. Yep, since uh, I guess the first tastings we did for them happened in May. Launches all across the world for the stories range. I guess the the journey for me started in January this year when we trained our ambassador team on storytelling techniques. We worked with um, a group in London called the Embers Collective who then came and we did a whole entire day's workshop with them that was really inspirational, just really thinking about how to tell stories and instead of just talking about whiskey and give, delivering whiskey tastings about the way whiskey is made and how we produce it, which you know your listeners and I'm sure like all of us have heard so many times we can go onto Google and we can read loads of different resources. The most important thing for me is that we tell stories and we tell stories from the facility that you can only discover when you're there and you're speaking to the people at the, the team at the facility. So yeah, we've been on this journey as a team on delving into telling stories this year and so it's been amazing to be able to take those stories around the world. Like uh, we were chatting about how I was in India. Um, in India we worked with a flautist. Yeah, who, I'm so curious about this. Yeah. It's very different. Well, we paired like, stories and music and it's and whiskey and it's it's not a new concept by any means. Stories, you know, storytelling is something that we're exposed to from a young age. It's how we start to learn to perceive the world around us and music as well. And music, I mean, there's very few people in the world who don't love and react to music. Like when you see a baby dancing, it's something that's innate within all of us, right? Um, and then, you know, sitting around a table, listening to some music, sharing stories and having a dram. It's like one of the best experiences that you can have. So um, in India, I worked with this flautist called Nikhil and he plays traditional Indi- Indian flute. He hand carves all his own flutes from bamboo by hand. And the two of us went on the road together. We went to Delhi, Mumbai and Bangalore and we did um, some sessions where I told stories about the whiskey. He played his flute at the same time um, and everyone enjoyed a dram with us. And it was really magical, it was really memorable. The first 20 minutes of tasting, people are quite, not anxious, but they, mm-hmm. not at ease. You're in a room with maybe people you don't know that well. You're waiting more like a lecture or a seminar. Mm. So you bring music into it. And did you find that it just opened people up quite a lot, put them at ease? Absolutely. And it also helped me. I mean, when you speak to music, it changes the tone and the pace of your voice. And yeah, I think it just made such a difference. And now after I joked, because we've been working, like I said, with the Embers Collective and I've been telling stories along with their guitarist, um, who's a very talented guitarist, guitarist called Tim Carp. We've done tastings together in Amsterdam. We in Cannes and we did tastings in Stockholm this year as well and also within the UK and um, I almost felt like oh man I can't talk now without Tim playing his guitar <laughs> my words just don't have the same weight I don't <laughs> so um, no I definitely hope to do more next year we have a few new stories coming out so we'll have three new stories that will be launched across um, duty free and we have another one that will be launched domestically and I'm really excited to work more with whiskey and music and storytelling. Do you play any instruments? No. Could this be... My voice is my instrument, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Could be a bit of 
fluting and then <laughs> that would be hard work yes definitely <laughs> no it's, it is magical and have you found that people are they getting it mm-hmm. are they getting the whole story thing because it is a bit different you get your whiskey drinkers who are purists they're just interested in the liquid that's it they don't want anything else but I think that's maybe less and less the case is that what mm-hmm. you're finding through this process yeah i would say even people who've been tasting whiskey and visited dozens and dozens of distilleries in the country for many years and people who are just starting out on their whiskey journey and are enjoying their very first dram of single malt even potentially um can connect with stories and what I love is that stories and storytelling, they evolve, they're ever-changing. No two people will tell the same story in the same way. And also, even the same person won't tell the same story in the same way. So I tell my stories differently every time. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know what I'm going to say, how I'm going to tell the story. And um, it's certainly been that case, the case, speaking to a craftsman at the facility, about things that have happened. We've, it's, we've had to go back and look at mashing records because we're like wow what really happened because we've been told three different stories by the same person at different times so I love that storytelling evolves and that that's constantly keeps us interested and intrigued no matter how experienced you are with whiskey there'll always be new stories to discover and it's sort of really inclusive right it levels the playing field because we can all discover stories not everyone can or is interested in the temperature at which the liquid goes into this, mm-hmm. you know, all those sorts of And that's something that if you're told once, great. So, you know, above any of I'm like, okay, so we are mash, we're is eleven point eight tons of barley, uh, we're mashing for in four and a half hours, we're then gonna ferment for sixty eight hours and add two hundred and fifty liters of Mary creamed yeast to fifty three thousand liters of our wort. Like, tell you that once, you can write that down great you've heard it once that's it that's not going to change unless we change the process um unless we change something in production but it remains consistent but the stories like i said change and evolve so that's a really fascinating thing to explore and when you were working as a tour guide at the Mm -hmm. distillery i'm assuming you were probably given you know your sheet no no well yeah so we have have we document called Bovini by the Numbers which share with the ambassador team so they know we are, work with our facility manager Maddie McDonald keeps us all updated on what's happening with production and process so obviously knowing the knowing the numbers that's something like I said you can you can learn um, but working at the distillery as a guide um, I'd say is the training that I was given when I very first started at Glenfiddich was amazing I mean it took a good month to learn and to find my voice because there's no script so I'd say you go and do a tour at Glenfiddich every single guide will take that tour a little bit differently and give you some different information like like just in the same way that we all tell stories differently the this taking the tour of the distillery is going to be different depending on who you have above any we have like I said three ambassadors and each of them have different passion points and things that they're interested in and that really comes across so James, one of our ambassadors, he's a historian and he loves the history side. So if you have James taking you on tour, he's going to give you so much information about the history. Um, and then whereas if you have David Mayer taking you around, you know, David's worked with us for 30 years now. And David is a real people person and loves the story. So, you know, David will for sure bring so many different stories about people to life for you. 
so yeah there's definitely no script and I've something actually the team have asked me to do this year they're like hey Gemma can you share your stories I'm like well they're our stories you have to sort of hear the story process it and then decide how you're going to put that story into your own words because I can write my stories down and I can share a script with everyone but it's not going to be the same no and it sort of goes against the grain of what you're exactly yeah exactly you don't connect to someone reciting a script that they've learned what we connect to is somebody who's you know bringing that story to life because that story's been brought to life for them what's next we have so this year we've recorded some podcasts for our stories range um so we have three of them that you can listen to on like spotify and itunes etc i'll be spending a little while first week of february recording some new ones and going and chatting to the team getting some new stories we be taking our ambassadors to taiwan um the beginning of march which is exciting um we'll be look we'll be doing um a big event for dcs compendium chapter mm-hmm. five um and sort of bringing the end of of the compendium um together through a big event uh what else lots of interesting travels planned for next year going to visit some new markets um we have a couple of open positions in the team that we're recruiting for so we'll be bringing some new ambassadors on board um and then working on some new project projects and some new whiskies that we're launching not just the stories but across other parts of the range so lots going on lots going on lots for people to uh get their teeth into which i think Mm -hmm. is really exciting if you could encourage our listeners to try one Balvenie dram mm-hmm. I'm assuming most of our listeners have probably tried quite a lot of Balvenie mm-hmm. drams but let's just say say they, they're in some kind of strange world where they've, they've not which dram would you want them to try the most uh, it would definitely be the Doublewood 12 because it's like our signature it's house style it's created by David um, David started experimenting with cask finishing in the early 80s and is really largely regarded to have popularised cask finishing, you know, across the world. He's, David, you know, his experiments sort of led to us uh, us experimenting with various finishes from the Caribbean cask and the rum and then the portwood with ports. Um, But it all links back to the first initial experiments that David conducted with sherry and with Spanish oak in the early 80s with the Balvenie Classic. So it would have to be the Doublewood that I would encourage anyone to try it celebrates David's story David's legacy and it's just a really delicious rounded whiskey that I'll never get bored of no matter how many times I try it so I think the double wood is really like it's quite approachable in its flavour profile but it's also got lovely layers of complexity I find it quite a comforting Mm. dram for me I think it's just so delicious I find it like kind of autumnal in its mm. flavours lovely and honeyed and sweet, a little bit of spice makes me think of autumn or mm. yeah Gemma thank you so much for spending some time with me today, it's just been fascinating 